Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I've got a wonderful guest for you today. But before we get into that and we discuss how your body tells a story, I would like to invite you to get to know yourself a little bit better. Take 60 seconds out of your busy moment. Get your pen and paper. Write this down. Superpowerquiz.us. And take 60 seconds. Find out what your number one spiritual gift is and you will find yourself that much farther along your path. And having a better basis on which to decide, is this for me, is this not for me? So that's superpowerquiz.us. And now we will introduce our guest. So Ashley is a body muse and movement alchemist. I love alchemists. And uh, she helps high-performing women move beyond an anxious mind and armored body so they can align with their next level of fulfillment. Using a holistic approach inside the vital body method, she teaches you how to activate your body's natural healing state for growth, expansion, by feeling, processing, and understanding the energy being expressed through your body using somatic movement, breath, and play. Ashley DePaulis believes that when you let your kid, the kid in you win, you will trust yourself, love yourself, and guide yourself to your next level effortlessly, moving from stuck to free in your body and your life. Welcome, Ashley. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Mm. Mm. Oh, this is absolutely delicious. I think this is a really great topic. Uh, A lot of the feedback I've gotten from people who've been going through the quiz and talking to me about the show and this sort of thing, have mentioned that health is one of the things that is standing between them and actually moving into their mission in this world. So Mm. I'm thrilled to have you here with us today because the physical body definitely plays a role in your connection with higher self and how you move through the world. Mm -hmm. It most definitely does. And, well, oh, oh, before we get too deep into that, though, <laughs> I would like to understand how you came to this point. What was your journey like? Were you always this connected body, muse, movement, alchemist type person? Or did you start in a more mundane spot? Mm. So I have always been a mover. I've always been very physical, a very physical person. Um, so that wasn't my pathway. It was my pathway to awakening. And yet there was so much more beyond that, that I (laughs) opened up energetically beyond my physical body, um, that helped me expand Mm. and grow. But yes, I've always been very physical since I was young. So that the physical aspect of things has always been pretty easy for me. Mm-hmm. The spiritual aspect is a different question, though, sometimes. It can be. <laughs> I think where I, the point in which I 
realized there was more than the physical was it was a time where I didn't know I had PTSD, but what I did know was that I kept, I had trouble with emotions and processing emotions and felt like I was getting stuck in my body. Yeah, and that's not at all uncommon because we are not taught what emotions are about, what to do with them when they arrive and how to give them their conge very gracefully. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> That sounds better than get your ass out the door. <laughs> so I know that my higher self and my spirit guides, when they want me to pay attention to something and I'm ignoring them and doing that, ah, I don't hear you. <laughs> uh, they will get my attention by, I call it, putting me on the, on the bench. Mm -hmm. for a while. Mm -hmm. And it's usually some kind of a physical injury or illness or something mm -hmm. that requires me to drop out of my day to day mm -hmm. and, and really focus on what's going on. Mm -hmm. So I know that they use my body as a way to get my attention. Mm -hmm. How has that been your experience? What, what have you experienced in that area? So I very much know that experience um, and have seen it with clients of mine. My personal experience was numerous car accidents. Oh, that's a charming <laughs> way to do it. Yes. <laughs> so and interestingly, through a good portion of it, um, even though I had to slow down and I wasn't able to do certain things that I would, I could have done before and I had to heal and recover. I always remained active through the injury um, or the pain that was going on because that also is part of healing, which I think a lot of people don't, necessarily understand because they have a lot of fear and protection yeah. around moving the body when it is in pain. Well, and to be fair, mm -hmm. the medical community, mm -hmm. the conventional medical community tells you immobilize it, mm -hmm. protect it, mm -hmm. rest it, don't stress it out. Mm -hmm. When the truth of the matter is, if you talk to, for example, a physical therapist <laughs> or an acupuncturist, they're like, well, don't abuse it, but don't immobilize it either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it needs yeah. blood flow. <laughs> Absolutely. And movement gets you blood flow in so yes. many levels. Absolutely. Yes. So was there one of these particular accidents that uh, was a more profoundly life-changing experience than the rest? Mm. You know, two of them really were. My first accident really was because, I mean, it was just something beyond anything I could comprehend at the moment and have, I've had to come back to aspects of myself um, and reclaim aspects because of trauma. Um, uh, well, yeah, it'll literally shatter you. Yeah. I know I will, I'm a healer. And so mm -hmm. people who've passed over will sometimes pass through my world on the way out mm -hmm. because they want to be put back together. And I can always tell a car accident victim because mm -hmm. they are, literally scattered. Mm -hmm. You have to go find all the pieces and scrape them back into a pile uh, on, the, on the metaphysical level. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do that dead, but I did that alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. So tell me a little bit, 
T tell me a little bit what how did this accident show up for you tell me the story uh, of that so it's very i'm gonna try to keep it short and sweet um this accident happened when i was 19 years old i was in a car with my boyfriend at the time and my dog and it was early in the morning we were he we were in louisiana heading to texas and a we got on the highway 15 minutes in the thing that i remember seeing is this car coming from the opposite direction about to land in front of us Oh, so no. Yeah. So the woman who was driving that car didn't see her or anything, but um, she wasn't wearing a seatbelt. She had a blood alcohol of like 0.21. So I don't even know how she got in a car. Yeah, exactly. How are you even getting the key in the ignition mm -hmm. at that level? Yeah. And so we T-boned her. Um, our car flipped on its side. We did some turns and then it caught on um this edge of the road and flip back over somebody saw it happen ran down to us um told us we were just in an accident i knew i was in pain but i couldn't like i remember saying that but i don't remember feeling anything um the cool thing if you can call it a cool <laughs> thing was that we had so much support around us immediately like I, I recognize that then and it's, I say cool now because it's, I mean, it's a long time later, so I can. Yeah. You've had some it. time yeah. to, to yeah. process. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my, so both of my grandfathers had passed away long before this accident. One of, they both came to the accident. One of them was an angel or angelic. And then the other one was just there and um, you know, they were there with me. I felt them there with me. So that was an interesting part of the process and kind of opened up that doorway of, you know, spirituality, even though I wasn't consciously plugged into it then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there were all sorts of other, you know, I was, I had the experience while in the hospital of, um, you know, being in this hallway that felt like a schoolroom, and they wouldn't let me through this doorway and I wanted to get through this doorway. Now I know that it was, you know, me trying to go to the other side to be with my, cause my grandfather went through that doorway. Yeah. Trying to be with him, but I was told that I needed, I was going to be in earth school. So that is, that's what I've done. And so, you know, like coming back into the body and actually, you know, claiming my gifts and speaking out about all of this stuff has been a process to get to. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. it most definitely is. I know when I first went through my awakening, and I'm starting to have all of these, like psychic experiences and connecting with my guides and passed over people and all this mm -hmm. sort of thing. I had a tough time with it. I'm a scientist by training and had been for decades and I've been in the business world for decades and I had a really hard time coming to terms with the fact that this was the thing that I'm supposed to be doing and it took me several months to sit down and tell my husband what was happening because he is also a scientist mm -hmm. and it it can be really hard to work up to that conversation and come out of that closet mm -hmm. So what, what gave you the, the strength to start having those conversations? Mm. I think 
at first it was with people I trusted and it was people who, you know, it's amazing to me now how many people I'll meet that have had near death experiences. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. There's more than like, I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like you're the only one when you're processing your experience on your own. So I think, you know, people, it was some aspects of people being put in my life that, you know, I could walk along the path with. I know in certain relationships in my past where that was a hard conversation and I never got it out quite well and the relationship would end um, because I think you have to feel safe with yourself Mm -hmm. first within your body um, to express that to somebody else. And they have to be somebody who is going to be open to accepting you as you are, that you don't do things like they do. And, and that's not always very comfortable for people. (laughs) No, people are very comfortable uncomfortable with difference. Mm -hmm. I I have noticed that. Mm -hmm. And I think that was part of my hesitation initially in speaking to my husband. It's like, Mm -hmm. I I am now dramatically different than I was when he married me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I wasn't sure how that was going to go over. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's scary. Fortunately, he took that much better than I did. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. So who who was the first person you kind of started to open up to? Oh, that's a great question. You know, what I do remember from the beginning is, you know, I said we had all this support around us. Um, Family members, not only mine, but the family members of my boyfriend at the time, they were all, everyone was Catholic. And even though that's not what I practice at this point, um, everyone was very, it was just love. And, and so it wasn't a conversation. It was knowing that I was so held and that's something I kept coming back to over the past two years when I have started to share more online and I I kept reaching for, okay, I know I've been held. I'm held in this. How can I lean into that more and more and just trust Mm -hmm. that speaking out about, you know, my story in this way is safe. Um, But I can't recall a particular person that was like, it was probably my mom because I just blabber to her all the time. Hello, mom, (laughs) if you're watching, if you're listening. (laughs) Thank you for allowing me to blabber without judgment. (laughs) Well, it's important to have someone you can blabber to without judgment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So how did you, how did your recovery go from that first accident? And how did you manage processing through the traumas Mm -hmm. that come with that? So the physical recovery, there are a few pieces. So it's actually very easy to recover physically, or that's been my experience. Relatively speaking, right? (laughs) It it happens like superficially. If you looked at me, you would think nothing was wrong with me. Um, But all the emotional, mental stuff under the surface is where it was messy and jarring and all the things. Um, So what I had trouble with physically 
initially, because I was 19 years old, you're used to, you know, living life and not having any limitations. Yeah. And there's your body doesn't make you pay for anything you decide yeah. to go out and do not particularly. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I got frustrated when I would have to rest and take a nap. Mm -hmm. um, because I was still recovering. I had to wear a brace for, I think it was four months, three or four months, um, post-surgery because I broke my back and I had broken my ankle. So I, and I had crutches. So I look when all that stuff went away, it looked like I was okay, but I was still needing to recover and rest and all of that. And I remember being frustrated by that. I remember being frustrated initially by, um, people having to take care of me. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I see it now with clients who, you know, even asking for help, um, even sometimes myself asking for help, um, where, where it can be challenging to rely on other people when you're used to doing things on your own. Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely relate to that. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear about all the things <laughs> that were entailed in your recovery when we returned from the break, but we're already up on that first break. If you are out there with us in listener land today, we are so overjoyed to have you with us. And I hope you have your pen in your paper because I would like to invite you to spend a few moments on where you have been willing to receive help and where you have been unwilling to receive help. I know occasionally I go through this exercise myself. If I have something that's not arriving in my life that I, my brain thinks ought to be there. <laughs> Money, for example, it's like, okay, where, ha where am I not receiving? Love, where is it that I'm not receiving? Where am I, I straight arming, you know, someone who maybe would want to care for me. So spend some time around that. Ask yourself some of those questions and we'll be right back from the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A dot com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. 
You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. Listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1 866 472 5795. Again, that's 1 866 472 5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I'm here with the wonderful and talented Ashley DePaulis. <laughs> Hello. Hello, she's here. She's still here. Before the break, you were sharing with us the physical aspect of recovering and learning to accept help and support from people around you uh, at a time in your life where we do tend to think of ourselves as young and all powerful and invincible. We are the, the helpers at that age. <laughs> mm -hmm. So how did you work through some of the emotion around the, the need to be assisted? Mm. You know, I think I was kind of forced into it. <laughs> <laughs> as we oftentimes are we don't we don't tend to like to face emotions that aren't warm and fuzzy <laughs> yeah um you know what I remember about that time you know I spoke to the frustration and I also remember just trying to pro like figure out are the words that want to come through like what happened um, so I would read the police report. And mm -hmm. so my, I was still kind of back at the scene of what happened. Yes. Trying to sort through mm -hmm. how, how did I end up where I am right now? Mm -hmm. And I think because I never quite understood that or had like a grasp on it because I had mentioned that um, I lived with PTSD for 14 years without knowing it, then was in another accident where a family friend had said to me, you know, you had a reoccurring event, it can unlock trauma within your body. That was the first time I learned about this. <laughs> Who knew <laughs> that your body holds a grudge like that? <laughs> your body holds on to emotion that's not processed. Your body holds on to trauma. Um, and so that's when I really started on the journey of healing, of processing this emotion um, and learning and kind of recalling, you know, those shattered pieces that you spoke to, <laughs> like recalling those aspects of myself, um, so that I wasn't reacting all the time, because when mm -hmm. you have unprocessed trauma or when you're carrying unprocessed trauma, you're very reactionary. Um, 
So, so describe this experience, mm -hmm. what yeah. the day to day of this experience is like. Of being reactionary. So yes. I, it could be any little thing that somebody said. And I remember a really good guy friend of mine who I worked with, he was like, it seems like when I don't say what you want me to say, then you react. And like that just like stand, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing that he was in my life um, at that time. to And able out. to access that because yeah. a lot of guys can't access that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know that I, like in my gut, I would feel really stressed and constricted. Um, I know in my thought process that it was always like frustration, overwhelm, or like quick to anger. So that's not to say I didn't experience positive emotions or I was never right. happy, but I noticed a cycling through those constantly and just mentally not being very well. Mm -hmm. Um in the fact that I know that I, I didn't know that I was doing it at the time, but drinking to, you know, just try to regulate a dysregulated nervous system. Yeah, to kind of calm things, numb mm -hmm. things down a little mm -hmm. bit, make them a little easier to deal mm -hmm. with. There's a reason they call that sort of behavior self-medicating. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's so true. And when I first went to um, a therapist to do EMDR, she said, you know, trauma is like you have a white noise, the white noise from a TV, like static from a TV on in the background constantly. So that's why we will participate in behaviors to, you know, tone that down. Exactly. Try and turn down that background anxiety mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, indeed. And it's unfortunately not the most effective or long-term way to do it <laughs> no it's definitely not <laughs> so when did you start getting the the hints or the breadcrumbs that you know what this is happening i have this ptsd thing how did you start to pick it apart and begin to release some of that background noise mm -hmm. that background anxiety and stress mm -hmm. so the first step was emdr so going through that therapy, and it actually worked pretty quickly. Um, but at the same time, I was also doing um, what's called network spinal analysis, which is also great for PTSD, for anxiety, for depression, but it works to regulate your nervous system. Mm -hmm. And that's really when I learned that we have the power to like flip a switch pretty easily within our own system to move from stress to healing, mm. um, which is pretty cool when you think about it. It, do it doesn't have to be hard and challenging. Yes, exactly. I love easy buttons. Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So yeah. How, how, how did you f come across that? modality. Mm. I haven't heard of that before. Say it again, network spinal. Network spinal analysis. So mm. it was started by a man named Danny Epstein. Um, it's a doctor here. So it's a form of chiropractic. Oh, okay. it's light touch chiropractic. 
And oh, if anyone nice. wants to know more about it, and if you have Netflix, the Goop series goes that has a network spinal analysis episode. Um, oh, that's awesome! How it works. But I wonder if it's similar to like the osteopathic adjustments that the DOs do. Mm, I've not done that, but it, it does work with your energy. Um, and it does shift you from, you know, the sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic. You can do that. Which in is like, so many ways. oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> are, are there something that you could do just at home? Like mm -hmm. if you don't have access to someone who understands mm -hmm. network spinal analysis or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so somebody, re to answer your question, somebody recommended me to this. I had all these people recommending me to certain healers, which I am grateful for. Um, and that one really resonated, but something that people can do at home, you know, I'm really a advocate for receiving support because especially when you're going through something heavy and dense, you want to receive support, but you can also shift your own nervous system through your breath, through different breathing techniques. Um, one breathing technique that I love, it's called coherent breathing. It's mm. six breaths in through your nose, six breaths out your nose. So you can practice that. If you're new to breath work, you can start with one minute, work up to three minutes. Um, but that will shift you from an anxious or a depressed state into a healthier regulated state. Yeah, that's that's lovely. And it's fairly simple thing to do. Mm -hmm. Just count to six on the way in, count mm -hmm. to six on the way out. Yeah. It improves I, your stress response. Yes, I, I love the really simple things because sometimes you get in these anxious points where it's like, I can't deal with anything complicated. It has got to be the simplest solution in the world. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I got out of um, the world of tapping, emotional mm -hmm. freedom technique its another word for it. There's a number of meridians you can tap on mm -hmm. that will help to bring your body down out of that anxiety place. And my favorite one is the one that sits just under your, your collarbone, mm -hmm. the little hollow by your shoulder. Mm -hmm. It's like that, that's my guy. If I wake up in a panic or anxiety attack, it's like, that's my guy right there. And we just, all I do is tap. Mm -hmm. Breathe and tap, tap and breathe, breathe and tap until it comes down to the point that, okay, now I can do something a little more complicated. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. It's yes. simple things, simple um, breathing or touch to your body that can, sh can just call in that energetic calm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I, I found interesting because your body does store this stuff. I mm -hmm. discovered that um, working with a Ralpher actually mm -hmm. several years ago. Uh, but the thing that came into my awareness after that was when you are in one of these situations that was like life and death and it was so fast you had no time to react, your body holds on to that desire to react to it even afterwards. And so it can actually be really cathartic, if you will, when you're better and whole or whatever, to allow your body to have that reaction. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to jump up and, and smack the guy that was mugging you or run away or whatever it is, let your body have that reaction. Mm -hmm. And and just 
witness it and say thank you body i appreciate the care that you're you're taking of me because that reaction is your body's way of caring for you mm-hmm. and releasing <sighs> yes and space for you know what you're you're creating <laughs> in the world absolutely so as you were going through all of this, I know when you're going in a medical situation like this, that all the things are happening and you've got the emotions and you've got the injuries and you've got all of the thoughts and that kind of stuff. And we're always guided. You've got a, pick, a, a peek at your guides with your first accident. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you connect with your guidance now? Do you still... Are you still able to connect with them visually or? Visually. Or you know, in any other yeah, yeah, way, yeah. right? There, there's all, as many senses as we have is as mm-hmm. many ways as you can connect. Mm-hmm. Well, today it was really funny. Um, so yes, I still connect with them all the time, like every day. That is just part of my ritual and practice that I am not doing this life alone. I am co-creating um, every step of the way because there's no way that I could do what I'm doing without that. That's just how I feel about it. Um, But it was really funny today. I was watching, there's this woman who does these like mystic morning, they're like 10 minute talks. Oh, I love that. (laughs) And she was, now I'm not even gonna remember what she was talking about, but it was this really important point where I was like, aha, and the light went out and I was like, Okay, guys, I got it. That one I'm really supposed to pay attention to. So it's that. <laughs> and after the show, you're going to go back and find it again. <laughs> I was, was here to about, remind you. <laughs> yes, it was all about belonging. Um, ah. So yeah, it was, it was really good. So it's those little moments that I will recognize the communication. But I often, you know, sometimes I'll things or I'll just it's synchronicities for me yes synchronicities are important to pay attention to yes that I feel very tapped into and like very auditory um, hearing things and following that guidance so yeah exactly I'm I'm putting together a a class as I mentioned before we started the show and uh, that was one of the things I was noting down the other day, because people ask all the time, well, this hummingbird came and, and hovered in front of my face and then went away. What's that supposed to mean? It's like, well, <laughs> let's start with what's your experience of hummingbirds first? Mm-hmm. What do you relate to hummingbirds? Because your spiritual guides are going to work with what you understand in your body mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And then let's look at what were the conditions under which this hummingbird showed up. Mm -hmm. Were you thinking about a passed over loved one? Mm -hmm. Were you pondering where you're supposed to go next? Are you, were you considering whether you should continue on with an activity that you've been doing? Mm -hmm. Think about the context in which this guy arrived Mm -hmm. and you will have 90% of your answer right there before you even go to Google and say, okay, Spiritual significant, metaphysical significance (laughs) of a hummingbird, right? (laughs) Yes. Oftentimes I don't have to do that anymore. I'm like, ah, I know. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that message. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So 
do how do you follow your inner guidance? Is this something that you sit in the morning and you go, okay, what's the most important thing I'm supposed to do today? Or is this something you do more in the flow as you're going through the day? Both. I will, I do a grounding prayer in the morning. Sometimes I do that while I'm walking my dog. Sometimes I do that seated, um, but always just grounding my energy after waking and, you know, dreaming, um, especially if it was a crazy dream. Exploring all the dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So just really grounding my energy is something that I do every day, but it's usually in flow of what I'm doing. You know, today I was walking and it felt important to ask my higher self, you know, what, um, what message do you really want to share with me today? And, and that's something that grounds me. So it doesn't always have to be the same practice day in and day out or like the specific meditation or meditating for a certain amount of time. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> because people get their heads so wrapped around all that stuff. Like I don't have time to do that. And it's, yeah. it's not, it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not about making a bunch of time to do it. Although it's nice to have occasional blocks of time where you yeah. deliberately experiment and connect with it. But uh, yeah, in the flow works Mm -hmm. beautifully because they're always there. They're always Mm -hmm. right there. They don't just show up when you light your meditation candle, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, I want to dig more into the story that your body is telling me, but we are up on our second break. So I want you to put a pin in that. And all of you out there in listener land, I'd like you to take a moment and with your pen and paper, reflect back over the past 24 hours. I'm not going to ask you to go back a long ways. Last 24 hours, easy to access in your brain. What synchronicities showed up? What signs and symbols showed up for you? Were there animals that appeared in your path? Did you receive coins? Did you receive feathers? Are there repeating numbers? Just make a list and acknowledge these things that are showing up and then ask yourself, what do these things mean to me? What significance do these things have to me? And what context did they arrive in my life in? And we'll be right back from the break. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. 
Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm still here with Ashley DePaulis. And before the break, we were discussing God signs and synchronicities and all the loveliness that occurs around us that we're so often oblivious to. And Ashley shared a little story with me over the break, and I hope you'll share it with the listeners here, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had had an experience, so this was many years after my two larger accidents where my left arm would feel like it wasn't attached to my body. And it would come and go, and it wasn't overly painful, but it was very annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least. Feel, I'm like, why does my arm not feel attached to my body? Well, I had had some conversations with people, and then about like why this could be occurring. And then I was out walking one night with my dog and found this raven feather with the bone still attached to it. Or it was actually the raven's whole arm. The whole wing structure. Yeah, the whole wing. Yes, that. (laughs) That thing. (laughs) It's a bird arm. (laughs) On the ground. And ravens have a significance for me. Um, of being the travelers between spirit and earth. And uh, I found it and I had mentioned something to a friend of mine who had recently, like two days before she found this like turkey arm on the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) More arms. Wild and crazy. (laughs) But she is also a healer and a physical therapist. And so then we got into the conversation of um, energetic boundaries And that was the first time I had heard that term, but that is when you have a repeated event occur and that event can occur from the same direction. And interestingly, I was like, oh, all my accidents have occurred from the left side and it was Mm -hmm. my left arm that felt detached. Yes. I did. And the left is also your female side. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I did energetic boundary work to repair that and have not had a problem since. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. So what kind of, um, how has your body been kind of leading you along through this journey? What kind of story Mm. is your body tell you as you go through this? Mm. Because a lot of us think of our bodies as maybe a little whiny, Mm -hmm. (laughs) needy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of the time what I see with people is that when something comes up, 
like a pain um, and it's constant. They just want it to be gone. They want to be yeah. fixed. Um, they want it to be immediate. They don't, at, they're not curious about. Welcome to the microwave society. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Give me a pill and make it go away. <laughs> yes. Um, but really the communication of your body is calling you towards change. It's calling you to get curious about what that change is. Um, you know, the story I just shared was a, that was me being like super playful, like, Hey, I found this and I know it sounds really strange and weird, but it wasn't for me because I'm open to that stuff. Well, um, and it was the message you needed to hear, right? Yeah. A lot of times, if we're not hearing a message directly, Mm -hmm. uh, from our guides, they will send it through a physical <laughs> channel. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. you're, you're not hearing me clearly. So let me get someone to say it to you or get mm -hmm. it spelled out on a billboard someplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the thing, cause we brought up feminine with the left side, the thing that has been a constant theme and is less so constant now, though I still see it here and there with my body is I'm so used to and had been used to leaning into my masculine and not into my feminine because well that's what society yes. in the U.S. is about it's very yes. patriarchal it's very masculine oriented mm -hmm. do 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 check it off progress <laughs> yep mm -hmm. and so there's that aspect of conditioning um, there's the aspect of conditioning that I am independent and strong and all those things, um, along with, you know, healing from trauma and having this, you know, I've said, I've always been very physical and a mover, just the strength that I carry with me. So leaning into that masculine is very comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. And so I find that when I'm now, if I'm getting off balance and like leaning too much that way, I'll get really tight through my hips. Um, and hips are indicative of not being able to move forward. So, you know, where can I bring more balance to moving forward in a way that's actually going to serve me and not one that's going to sabotage me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Because when I lean and when most of us, especially women, lean so much into the masculine, that's when we experience burnout and exhaustion and all these health issues that we perpetually cycle through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that excited me about having you as a guest on this show is the fact that you do listen to the body and what it has to say, because your soul will talk to you through your body as well. It will remind you of past life lessons, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you have a physical ache, pain, restriction, sensation whatever however it's showing up for you that does not respond to the the typical stuff the massages the chiropractic the physical therapy whatever it is it's worth getting curious about why what is this part of your body trying to tell you because that's one of the main tools that i use when i'm working with clients 
is feel into your body. Tell me what it's saying to you. Describe what's happening because your soul will literally talk to you through there. And if there's a past life thing, it'll lead you down that road. If it's if it's something that's unresolved with somebody in this life, it'll lead you down that road if you're willing to be open and curious and not say, oh, well, that doesn't logically make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of this does. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't logically make sense from the science classes you learned in school, but it does eventually logically make sense when you become curious and open and you yes. follow it. I love that. So what are your favorite embodiment practices? Mm. Breath, for sure, connecting to the breath. I think that's the one place people don't realize that they're um, – not utilizing. When we get stressed, we shallow breathe. Mm -hmm. Um, That keeps us in that, you know, stress response. So you can be in that most of your day. Um, You know, most people don't like research shows that you're in that 75% of your day. And that's a lot. (laughs) That's a long time to be in that stress zone. And if you Mm -hmm. think about 75% of your day, that's a significant amount of your sleeping hours as well. Mm-hmm. So I would say breath is one amazing tool. It is your vital life force energy that you want to be paying attention to. It's the fastest way. Like if you feel low on energy, that if you connect to it, then you can um, shift that energy state. Mm-hmm. So that is one um, definitely touch. How- how do you use your breath to re-energize yourself? We talked about using mm. our breath to kind of calm and stabilize ourselves mm-hmm. when we're up in that, the tiger's going to chase me anxiety place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can use it in the same way um, because your body is going to shift where it needs to. You know, sometimes with people who are new to just paying attention to their breath, I don't want to put patterns on top of it. It's just like, notice your breathing, be aware of it and start breathing deeper and into your body. Um, I would say breathing all the way down into your hips, your back and your sit bones and your belly is going to re-energize you very easily. But yes, there are specific breathing techniques that can help you with that. The Wim, Wim Hof breathing technique is one of those energizing breathing techniques um, that anyone can look up online and follow. Um, but I would say if you're in pain and you need to bring more energy, like just breathing all the way down into the hips, the back, the belly is going to do everything for you. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Now we're getting down to kind of the tail end of our show. So before we we have to wrap things up. Tell me a little bit about how you're bringing your work out into the world right now. Mm. So one big thing I'm doing, so I've been long working with people one-on-one and then small groups, which is still happening. Um, But I really want to expand that work into organizations that house emerging leaders and women leaders, because I think women really need this, guidance. And I think women need to really trust in their innate intelligence. And I think the the world needs more feminine in Mm -hmm. it. Yes, Yes. they do. 
Um, so that's really what I'm reaching towards right now, but it is to teach women about the communication of their body and really trusting in it and feeling safe in it, um, healing these emotional reactions that they're having so they can feel confident communicating in new ways um, to shift their relationships and their experiences. Oh, that's beautiful. Now, I know you brought a gift with you today as well to share with our listeners. Tell us about your gift. Yeah, so this gift is some, I call them energy activations. So they're meant to uplift you and shift you into the energetic state that you are wanting to experience and you have control over that. So one of the, it's one gift that has a breathing technique in it for you to practice Um, It also has a grant, my favorite grounding prayer meditation. Um, And all these are very short, but good, nice, easy to fit into the day. Yes. Grounding you into your body and giving you a sense of your own energy. I think a lot of people don't have a sense of their own energy. They're so they know what everything else feels like the overwhelm and the frustration, but Mm -hmm. what is my true energy feel like when I'm in in my body. Um, Exactly. Well, and especially if you have any empath leanings at all, right? Because you're getting all of this really intense feedback from the outside. Mm -hmm. It's hard to tell what's yours and what's coming in. And it it can be a real mess. Mm -hmm. So I'm thrilled that you brought this gift with you today. Mm -hmm. And if you are out there in listener land, you can go find this gift at Mm SovereignSelf.media. Ashley's tools will be right up at the top of that page. All you have to do is trade your email address and you will have this lovely gift of grounding meditations and movement meditations Mm -hmm. to increase your energy. I love that. Awesome. So let's see here. We've got just a couple of minutes left in the show. So what are your parting words of wisdom to the listeners out there who may be kind of new to this listening to the body thing? You know, what you were just touching on was with the empath piece is discernment. So being able to discern when we listen more to our body and we know our own energy, we're able to discern when we may be holding something that's not ours um, and being able to release it more easily and knowing um, when we may, you know, another big thing that comes up is pushing through. Mm, Yes, there's this temptation to press on regardless. Mm -hmm. Mm, Thank you so much, Ashley. I do appreciate you being on as a guest today. It's been a joy and a pleasure. Yes, it has. And thank you to everyone out there who has joined us today. We do this show for you. If you have any suggestions or comments on the show, ask Zofia at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 